Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamplot and Michael Sudri, to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT, but also Raw, SmackDown, AW Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture, as I said, though, joined by Hamlet and to look ahead to NXT tonight. Very intriguing episode, not only because we're just a few weeks away from TakeOver 36, of course, Michael Hamlet, but yeah, all the <laughs> fallout from the mass firings at the end of last week. Yeah, it's not on the uh, WWE.com preview, but I'm assuming that the show is going to start with a 10-bell salute because NXT is dead. Um, but... <laughs> In the meantime, the stuff they've talked about, and indeed the stuff we're going to talk about here, feels like it exists as much as content for USA Network to believe that this pig is indeed flying through the air and not completely gone yet. And it's still good. It's still good because they're paying whatever they're paying for this TV show. No. And well, even if they're paying out, they're getting ripped off. Those execs want to be asking big questions about the stories that their wrestling fan friends were reading over the weekend about this Tuesday night broadcast they've got. We've got stuff to talk about leading up to TakeOver. I don't think they've done an awful job of setting up that card. I don't think the stories have been captivating, but you look at the matches on paper and it looks like a half-decent show. But how will all of this feel in the shadow of the weekend's news? I'm so pleased, if nothing else, that this is live and not taped because we may get the first glimpse at, I don't know, any kind of response, uh, tacit and cynical as it may be from a few more like a pissed off and dejected Triple H on tonight's show. Yeah. What's he going to bury in the copy of a promo or something? What's he going to send poor old Dakota Kai out there to say where he's going to be like, this is not a show for 80-year-old idiots. And we know who she means. Like, uh, this is where the real ice stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> Ilya Dragunov finally comes to NXT and what does he do? A John Laurinaitis impression. <laughs> it's just like Trips and Sean getting all the grief out in the form of all these talents that are scared to lose their jobs. It's going to be great. It is weird, isn't it, Sige? Because, I mean, I, mean you, I know you missed last week, but it, it's, it is such a surreal thing to be walking into. You know, Bobby Fish gone, Bronson Reed gone, Mercedes Martinez gone, Jake Atlas gone. 
uh, I could go on. And 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 it's not only the releases, though, is it, Sid? It's this impending major changes that's going to be happening with NXT as well. And, and what on earth happens then? Yeah, I mean, it's that direction is going to take a while to take root because they have to hire these lummoxes before they drill them into becoming halfway competent, which will be exposed badly when they are expected to catch a dive. So it's, I expect much of the same, like this philosophical sea change. And you know, it's WWE, they might just change their minds. But <laughs> this feels like, no, 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 this hasn't worked. We're going back to muscle men. It'll take a while, so I expect this to be a very run-of-the-mill NXT show. And I expect morons who don't get the, um, the linear unfolding of time to grasp that it will in fact take some time for WWE to hire these new recruits in this new vision. And then you think, oh, that's still small, you know, still some good matches on this show. Hmm, I think Dave Meltzer got it wrong. Or did he? Did he? Or did just three days pass by? <laughs> Is that what's happened? I think that's what's happened, actually, lad. Um, so, yeah, it's going to take a while for these changes to take root. I'm expecting a run-of-the-mill show. Come on, Triple H, man. Please. Be a knob. Have a dick. Have a lash bag. It's John Laurinaitis. <laughs> You're going to sit there. Are you going to stand there? Take <laughs> it from John Laurinaitis. I need a croaky voice promo. Do you understand? Mm. I need someone to, like, kick out of a cutter at one. I need <laughs> someone to dick about with a skateboard. Like, come Cameron on, Grimes man. To Cameron Grimes fetching LA Knight's skateboard and having it run to the ring with it and then giving him medicine because LA Knight's like, I can't speak, man. I've lost my voice. <laughs> let's let's talk about what we can look forward to on tonight's show, though. Uh, Sid, uh, we are... This is the penultimate NXT before TakeOver 36, of course. And we've got Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly going face-to-face, uh, as me and Hampton talked about last week, a rivalry informed, of course, by what we all know about what's going on outside of the CWC, let's just say. What did he say? Sorry, I was just... It's NXT. I usually have a few lapses in concentration at the moment. We all know they, you know, they're maybe going towards a... I don't know, loser leaves NXT angle because Adam Cole's future is very much up in the air right now. Seems like the play either way. You want to get Kyle O'Reilly over and he's either going to the main roster or he's going to AEW. So you might as well add some stakes. It's the thing to do because it would be dumb not to do it. But WWE's word is such trash now that the last time they tried a loser leaves a brand stipulation, um, despite the fact that Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan was going to be very good at a minimum. Hardly anyone watched because no one believed it. So that's the thing about this company. They could do loser leaves NXT. It would actually for once appear to make sense as a stip, but no one believes it anyway. Like the chickens are coming home to roost and it's fabulous. I'm going to eat them. Um, But yeah, that seems to be the play. My worry with such a heightened high stakes step is that the material is going to be delivered with a level of histrionics that I simply can't abide. Um, but yeah, it's a sensible thing to do. It feels like a face-to-face where like they're going to have a conversation, but there's nothing to say. The stipulated, they kind of require the stipulation for this to be interesting at this point. They've done 
um, face-to-faces and standoffs and conversations before with these two. I'm picturing that ginormous table that kept them apart before their first takeover match. And indeed, we've had kind of promo battles since, even if they've not been speaking to each other, they've been speaking about each other constantly. They've just been in each other's business for what feels like an eternity at this point. <laughs> there isn't anything left to say. And the one thing they've never properly laboured on, not enough for me anyway, um, from Kyle O'Reilly's point of view, is years of pent-up frustration about being an underling in the Undisputed Era. They've left that well alone. They've just tried to make him six different things instead. Um, so maybe go for that. If you're going to talk about loser leaves or this place isn't big enough for the both of us anymore, talk about how for years this was Kyle O'Reilly's place and yet Adam Cole kind of put a thumb on that and stopped him getting ahead or you know whatever. It's it's, it's not the most scintillating stuff, but then the combination isn't particularly scintillating either. It's a match that feel like it feels like it has to happen because they put this story in place rather than because people are really feeling it or people want it. I will say these things can be subjective and in the run-up to their last takeover match, there was a minor ratings upswing for segments featuring these two and for the viewership of NXT as a whole. So there might be a tiny bit of juice left in the fruit for the real NXT hardcores. I don't really feel it at this point. I still think the most intriguing thing about this is just getting to see Adam Cole in this environment and trying to read mm. tiny, tiny facial expressions or like trying to see what um, inflections he puts on particular words and if he's giving anything off beyond the storyline itself. I wonder if it, you know if he is out the door. Uh, you know, no word on on what the situation is yet. Whether or not he's just going to go a bit rogue with what we're then returning to live TV this week and say. Kyle, you think you're the best to hear in NXT, but I am elite when it comes to this sort of thing. It'd just be fascinating to see what happens if they did, did drop something like that. They get um, numbers for a change online, wouldn't they? So, you know, they might just right? that might that might be Triple H's attempt at revenge. All oh, right, AEW's the problem, isn't it? Well, I'll just become AEW one day. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, interesting that we'll probably have the second match within three weeks of Undisputed Era infighting and the loser has to leave NXT. Uh, right, <laughs> let's talk about Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. That was announced, I believe, yesterday officially. It's official for TakeOver 36. This week, Raquel Gonzalez breaks her silence and uh, a lot of pressure on with this one, Hamlet. Yeah, um, we talked over the last couple of weeks about the inherent issues at the centre of this match happening now and the breakup and where it veered off course from the Sean Diesel breakup, which of course it was modelled upon. Um, they need to babyface Raka Gonzalez more than she appeared in the segment where Dakota Kai turned on her, but not as much as Diesel on the front of the WWF magazine grinning and smiling. They need to like help her find her edge. She needs not to shout at the loyal fans in the CWC, but to shout specifically at Dakota Kai. Um, you got me once, I turned my back, something along those lines. But that isn't going to be enough when we're face-to-face, when I, you know, it's a fair fight, when I've got a stand-in start, blah, blah, blah. You have no idea what you've unleashed. And if anything, you should have known better because you've been by my side the entire time. Just stop her being too cool for school, being too hard for the room, all of that kind of thing, just to let Dakota Kai know that she's made an absolutely enormous mistake. I thought the Kai promo last week was a step in the right direction off the back of the year. It just laid out the stuff that we could all see. Again, it wasn't like these were these were particularly well-hidden things. We could see that the story was always, always going here. I just thought last week's package, as is often the case in NXT, did a better job of moving the story along than when they decided to deploy this turn. 
Um, yeah, just give, I'd say, give Gonzalez a bit of a agency back. Nothing too complicated or convoluted. <sighs> Sorry. All of this still has a chance. I was yawning at the prospect of NXT, not your um, <laughs> preview of it. What night does main event air? I've, li- I've literally got no idea. I think it's Thursday or Friday, maybe. Yeah, we should probably talk about that. Have you seen the spoilers for it, Wilborn? Yes, I saw this. Well, <laughs> main event mega fans might want to... Uh, <laughs> Pause the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. Because we've got a scoop and a spoiler for you. So if you're interested... Um, in WWE main event, I advise you now to uh, mute uh, your podcast feed for the next minute or so. Um, I apologize for doing this, but, you know, it's a very important head development. Alea goes over <laughs> Dakota Khan, <laughs> NXT title challenger at a takeover, no less, on main event this week. I, I, Vince McMahon is daring Triple H to piss off at this point. He's Daring him to take a swing at me? Yeah. <laughs> daring him. I understand, maybe from Vince's perspective, not my own, the Bronson Reed thing. Bronson Reed's got like quite like nice, friendly quality to him that Vince just would probably think, asshole, big, you meant to be like that. <laughs> Carrying Cross was a message, but you know, it's been received. Come on, everyone received that. Like a layer, at least it was Jeff Hardy, you know what I mean? Like a guy who, even though he's been in purg- main event purgatory for the last however many months, will blatantly waiting for normal words. He's a guy who they like to promote on a, on a, in a big spot um, traditionally. All due respect, a layer going over Dakota Kai on main event. That's Bruce and Johnny Ace. Absolute being bastards, like so. One, I think that's a funny tidbit. Two, how can I take seriously Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez just doing jobs to Alea on main event? Like, I know the two worlds are different, I know that the divide has never been starker, I know that main event canon doesn't necessarily inform NXT canon, but still. You kind of take it seriously. And it's, it's, not it's, fault, it's, it's, not, it's not the fault of NXT creative, anything but. You have to caveat it with that statement because it's absolutely objective, accurate fact, but it's still in the same universe. It's a hell of a precedent to set because it's the sort of thing where you could say, <laughs> all right, it's calm down. It's not like they're going to send uh, Raquel Gonzalez up there to lose to Dana Brooke, is it? And then you're like, well, yeah, they might. Yeah, it's probably. There's, there's plenty of precedent for that. You know, poor old Shawn Michaels and Triple H must be looking at the hands question and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's great. It's great because it's them. It's great. It's great. Show, I mean, show me, give me another side by side of Sad Triple H and Bret Hart sipping from his glass of wine with his wife, with his grandchildren at the end of that documentary that they did. Him. Just give me all the side by sides. Give me salt and pepper touching them up. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, let's look ahead to uh, a match we've got advertised on tonight's episode of NXT, which I know you'll be excited about, Michael Sidgwick. Ember Moon versus Saray. We always love watching her in between the ropes, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I expect this to be the in-ring highlight of the show. I expect this to be really, really strong, actually, um, for reasons that are good and bad. The good is that Saray is excellent. Ember Moon, while not particularly interesting or cool or relevant, can still go. Everything's in place for a sweet little back and forth. But like, (laughs) these people are going to be job scared. Everyone except, I would say, Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, Randy Orton, Lashley, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. That's it for me. Everyone in that entire company is going to be job scared. And it's not the nicest way to get a proper eye-opening, I'm up for this performance, but, you know, that's probably going to be the byproduct of it, at least on NXT. Like, we know how regulated the main roster is in terms of how they pace and lay out their matches. It's very hard to transcend um, those impositions. But on NXT, like, I expect them to just be absolutely flying all over the place, full pelt to try and convince higher ups like you know i can still do a job here it's not the nicest way to go about it but the byproduct should be some rippers yeah it's sort of getting hard to um not just from obviously this weekend but generally the trajectory of nxt over the past few months that just you can sort of see the journey that various wrestlers are going to go on so you would presume saray is going to win this match it's kind of a first big win Mm. Ember Moon is the person that can be fodder at this point. She still has the kind of value that she presents a hurdle, but really it's a stepping stone. That's the kind of level Ember Moon is at currently, and, and that's fine. You have different people slotting in and out of those kind of spots. And then Saray perhaps goes on to eventually be a challenger to the women's title. But what have we just discussed? The current challenger to the women's title, women's title is being used in a pawn, in a 
game of chess between, you know, Vincent Mann's top table and Triple H. Um, Raquel Gonzalez, you would expect to win, but then that's probably going to bring her out the other side of that as a as the not just the dominant woman in the division, but the dominant babyface. And Saray is a babyface. That makes that all more difficult. And what will NXT look like in the months to come? It's just mm. getting harder and harder to map all that out, which thus makes this trickier to engage in because you're probably going to be able to enjoy this at a surface level. There's going to be a cool eclipse counter or a dodge. And it's going to be really hard for at the point at which Surrey lands that awesome low drop kick that oh. we all love. You know, the finishing stretch is probably going to be class, but all of it's feeling very undermined by the bigger picture at the moment, including the women's division, which might be the last thing Triple H can hold on to, generally speaking, in these releases. And this is far from a science, and I know there are rule-proven exceptions, but there are there have been less releases of the women than the men. And I think that's a particular highlight point in Nick Khan's big spreadsheet because he might somebody might be advising him that that's one of the few things that, as a company, they've probably still got going for them, that oppositions don't, that looks really good from a PR point of view, that is an easy argument winner. Um, so maybe the women's division is the last kind of thing to hold on to, perhaps, in NXT. I'm only saying all of these as maybes. It's all caveated, it's all qualified with who knows. But it's just, yeah, that can maybe be the only investment in this kind of stuff at the moment. And I do think it'll undermine what would otherwise be like a quality contenders match, as they would call it. You'd be looking at this and thinking, this might line up in a one contender. But what's that even going to mean in six months? Mm. Uh, we got a brilliant video package, of course, last week, Hamlet, uh setting up... Uh... Walter Dragunov 2 sensational match look forward to a takeover 36 we're being told obviously Dragunov is going to be on NXT tonight is that going to be a, just a promo is it going to be a match is it going to be maybe even a confrontation with Walter what do you reckon I want Dragunov to beat the sh- out of Imperium tonight and have Walter look on for the ramp look on from the ramp as a surprise unannounced appearance on the show um, Imperium come out to make up. Dragonov comes out to speak, the usual. Gets interrupted by Imperium, but he just absolutely batters them. Completely batters them. And Walter appears on the ramp, and you've got people in the CWC genuinely excited for something. They want to see Walter walk the ramp and go face-to-face with Dragonov. Obviously, to save his men, but also to, you know, to give you the big visual for the rematch. And he won't do it, because he's been in there with him once before. Um, he knows what pain that he can actually be put through, through Dragonov, what felt incredibly real, sat watching it as expertly worked as it was in the, the BT Sports studio. Um, I dare say this will act as a primer for people to go and watch that if all of this is new to them, because that match was such a hit amongst the hardcores and amongst the very online of us. But I don't know what particular crossover that had. I don't even know what crossover NXT UK has full stop. So this might be a nice sales pitch to go and watch that as a bit of homework before the takeover match, if you haven't seen it already. And yeah, Dragonov looking physically strong against Walter's dweeb mates to the point where Walter questions whether or not he wants a piece of him. Now, I, don't, like, it's, I know it sounds pretty functional and basic, but I think it's, that's all they need to do to set up this rematch. It's not only what they only need to do. They have to do this. Um, if memory serves, the only exposure the mainline NXT audience has to Dragunov was um, that match against Bala at mm. Worlds Collide. And it was like pin drop stuff. Um, I think you've got them into it by the end, but they had no clue who he was, um, which speaks to just how invisible NXT UK is as a brand. So they have to do the functional here. The stuff that I would normally just think, oh, what low effort crap. They have to do it. Like they have to establish Dragonov as someone worthy of 
investing in a long takeover match, I personally would do a one-two punch. Dragunov in action against, insert any of the heels they've got left. He kills them, put over his finisher, big, absolute 101 bread and butter stuff. He celebrates a victory, beaten down by Imperium. So you've got your introduction to this virtually brand new character. You see him and you get a taste of what is happening next with him. Like, imagine beat down, like it's it's the only way they can do it. Mm. Dropped your pen. In in terms of in terms of carrying cross and Samoa Joe, obviously it's just been shouting back and forth, mainly. Uh we saw obviously this segment last week, Sige, where <laughs> where they had to shoot it so I can try because everyone kept chanting Hardy. <laughs> Will they clash again, do you reckon, this evening? Is there going to be a line from Samoa Joe that says, at best at TakeOver, you've got a 50-50 chance? Or well, what do you see with those two tonight? They'll not do that. They want to preserve the idea. I'd piss myself. They want to preserve the idea that he is, in fact, this undefeated like force of nature who destroys everything. <laughs> 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 it's like it's just when I read the WWE.com copy, that's the voice I can't help. <laughs> read it aloud in. It's like when Mauro on the takeovers had no levels left to reach, so he just did a monster voice instead to it try and get stuff over. Destructive. <laughs> I went too big in the open, and I've got nothing left. <laughs> I was trying to do more Marrow stuff. Brent's annoyed at this <laughs> because I haven't got one ready. Um, Carry on, my wayward soul. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're probably going to have some words. <laughs> well, you know I think I mean? like long term. What, what did you do last week? More than words. Yeah. I only watched the problematic sushi stuff because the only time that NXT's appeared on my <laughs> timeline last week. I scrolled through Twitter. I didn't watch the show. They just shouted at each other, basically. Karen Cross came out and stood on a desk and shouted at him. I just love, very quickly, your, your thoughts on on the sushi stuff. Zoe Stark and Eo Shirai. I bet your road dog loved it. <laughs> bet your road dog wrote it. Absolutely yucking it up. Like, I cannot believe that made it in 2021. Like... Outrageous. Ugh, do these people eat? Disgusting. <laughs> like, the thing is, it was offensive in several ways. One of which is the fact that, like, it's... We complain a lot about NXT, particularly over the last two or three years, where Sean and Triple H's melodrama has just been like thrust upon these guys to the point of parody. We're now getting like proper WWE stuff thrust on performers that's just not suited for. Like, uh, I like to caveat all my burials with people who I don't think are dicks. With a nice thing first, because I don't like to be nasty, right? Zoe Stark's great in the ring, or at least has the potential to be great. And you see these great raw flashes. She's got knee charisma or comic timing whatsoever. Like it was problematic. Is this on material? And it was, it's an actual comedic skit. It was so piss poor. It almost scanned as like new school anti comedy. 
Like if that exact pitch and register was on like a Tim and Eric sketch, I'd think, oh, that's amusing because it's so wonky and wrong. Yeah, we said we said it was like something out of the bloody seventies. And uh, alongside everything you pointed out there, you're quite right, Steve. That whole thing is dreadful. But even if somehow you could have argued that the majority of that sketch was, you know, poking fun at themselves for poking fun at that, or whatever you want to try and complain about and argue that it's justified. <laughs> I think the fact at the end. She went and chatted to the waitress and was like, wait, you're from this country? It was just like, oh, my God, that's the that's the road dog cherry on top there, isn't it? It's just ridiculous. Um, let's talk about something uh, more serious. Ian Cameron Grand, baby, to the moon. Michael Hamlet, what next for him? An L.A. night. Um, our last match, I guess. Uh, Ted DiBiase, arm around the shoulder stuff last week, wasn't it? That's where we're at with the story now, yeah, like the... Like LA Knight walked out on him. We we those tag team partners just couldn't coexist. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll get one more match between the two. Uh, I, the thing is, they've got to book a match where Cameron Grimes can wrestle for his freedom. And how do you logically get there now that you've actually passed the point and LA Knight's getting sick of him? Like mm. two weeks ago, the whole deal was, oh, I need Ridia. And then Cameron Grimes, well, let's have a fight over it. You can sort of see where they land up on that. LA Knight's just figured out how to take the piss out of Cameron Grimes again. It's by setting him up to lose in matches. It's by making him work in a butler's outfit, all that sort of stuff. Um, I think this is takeover worthy. I do. I think rounding this out with a nice moment for Cameron Grimes is where this story needs to end. Maybe he wins the million dollar title and then he gives it back to Ted DiBiase because the learning experience for Cameron Grimes here has been not just about coming into wealth, but find out how to use it properly rather than use it to be a complete arsehole. And it all wraps up as just a nice thing they've done. Um, but I'm not quite sure how you actually get to the match because now surely LA Knight wouldn't want to free Cameron Grimes from this prison that he's in. So I didn't watch it last week so I didn't have to. It was all heading when I was before one on holiday to this apparent point at which Cameron Grimes became so annoying that LA Knight would rather just get rid of him rather <laughs> than humiliate him because Grimes is total, like, that's what I'm looking for here. Obliviousness, didn't realise this was a punishment. Mm. And just LA Knight was furious that he didn't feel humiliated. What happened last week? Uh, they had a team together and then... LA Knight walked out on him, did the old drop off the apron for the tag thing, left him to work as a butler. He got battered by the Grizzled Young Vets. And then after the fact, Ted DiBiase came out and was like, Cameron, it's like I always said when I was a villainous heel that hated everybody. You've got to get out of this situation, friend. You know, like just in a very, very non-Ted DiBiase thing, considering that all this started with him ripping the piss out of him. It's like, you got to, you got to get out of this. So now we're back to Grimes having to somehow escape this situation. It's like I said to my parish, I've got to get out of this. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm <laughs> liable. I don't know. I don't know how he gets out of it. Um, he, uh, I thought it was just going to be so annoying that LA Knight would just go, right, okay, you oblivious idiot. I don't want you to be my butler anymore. I want to get rid of you once and for all by winning a wrestling match or whatever, and you never get a sniff at the million-dollar title, and I don't have to deal with your stuff anymore. So I don't know. Do the match. 
Cameron Grimes deserves a nice moment because he's so entertaining and he is bound for the 24-7 picture, if not the um, unemployment line. So I hate to say that, but recent indications trend towards that being true. So I'd like to see something nice happen to him in the meantime. Yeah. What's your take, Wilbur? He's your guy. What's how would you like all this to play out? Yeah, I think you're right. I want to see I want to see a conclusion. Maybe a takeover, although you're already looking at that card, assuming there's going to be, let's say, five matches on there and it's filling up pretty damn fast. Um, so I don't know whether it's going to be that soon, but yes, you need to be working towards him getting away from being the butler, but also becoming the million dollar champion because that should be the the crescendo of this story. To be honest, yeah, like you said, with all the the cuts and firings and stuff that we've seen. Just happy that he's still got a job for this week. But uh, yeah, Sidge is also right in terms of I'm worried about his future within WWE. Um, and especially considering what 2.0 did on AEW last week, there is certainly green grass elsewhere, let's just say. Uh, let's conclude, though, by the highlight of NXT last week, Hamfler, of course. Uh, we had the love her or lose her match between uh, Gargano and Dexter Loomis. And yes, Gargano won. But Indy Hartwell is not property, so she made her own decision. She thirst-pressed Dexter Loomis and got off them as we went off the air. I thought it was a lovely finish to this show and a, a fantastic conclusion for Index, although the story isn't finished just that way, is it? Because, I don't know, I'm, I'm fascinated genuinely to see what they do with it this week. Does Dexter Loomis join the way? How does, you know, got Johnny Gargano react to all this? He's going to be great in terms of, a, but I won that. That doesn't make sense trying to stand in the way of true love. You've got Candice LeRae, you've maybe even got Austin Theory coming back, going, What's bloody going on here? Will Dex Loomis join the way, or what, what happens for you with this lot tonight? It's a strange one, this because I think Johnny Gargano, even in very small doses, has been so good um, in delivering all of the material. Sometimes it's hit, sometimes it's missing it. He still made the best of it. But I want skits but never want to see the match again. Like, it cannot lead yes. to, like, let's, for argument's sake, say the mixed tag that appears on, you know, right there. If you want to do Candice LeRae and Johnny versus Index. It, it's not something I particularly want to watch because Gargano and Loomis have just gone at it over and over again. That, that's not a, a new parent. It's not an interesting one, um, even if you've now got Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. But I do like the skits. And I thought last, it was just really pleasing to see them actually see a storyline through last week in the way they did. Fans in the CWC popped huge for the moment. People online liked it. You know, it was it was the shared GIF image, whatever, of NXT. It actually leapt off the page for a week on a taped show, no less. Mm. People were glad, like those that had read the spoilers were still glad to see it play out, just to see it for themselves and that it wasn't cut or anything like that. People had investment and they were rewarded. And that's nice. Um, so I think you probably do do skits about Indy trying to sell the group on Dexter Loomis. And maybe the trick to it is him is because Austin Theory is a bit thick. That's the like the gimmick in inverted commas. Austin Theory is a bit thick. Um, maybe she manages to sell him on Dexter Loomis and Austin Theory because, hey, you know, what? he's all right. Like, come on, let's let's let him hang out. Let's get him around the house or something. We were pitching bits weren't we, where they have like, what was it like a date night round at Gargano's house and Dexter just staring intently at that TV that Indy Hartwell bought them. So Johnny Gargano breaks it. So they can't have the date there anymore. Like I'm sort of in favor of all that nonsense. I just don't really want or need it to lead to a match. Yeah. I, we suggested last week, uh, Sige, that they go on a date. We see them on a date 
Indy and, and, and Dexter not talking, just looking at each other. And then two giant, I don't know why they're Italian, two giant Italian menus get folded down and it's Gargano and Candice trying to spy on them, basically. And yeah, that sort of thing. There's a lot of fun to be had still here. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a toss that WWE reneged on a stipulation because I thought the stipulation was just so retrograde and bollocks. I'd like them to exhibit a little bit of self-awareness here. I would like Johnny Gargano to outright tell Indy Hartwell, per the stipulations of the match, you are not allowed to go out with him on a date for whatever. And simply for Indy Hartwell to turn around and say, am I your property like? Do do I belong to you? And then once that question is posed very sternly at Gargano, we go, well, and I like to put it like that. Don't know what the hell Road Dog was thinking. What what is he doing on this show? <laughs> um, so that's what I'd like to see. Tell you what, if we get that, oh, I can't wait. Let us know your thoughts ahead of NXT this evening on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. For daily wrestling podcasts, we'll have the NXT review. Not my problem, but it'll be out tomorrow. And <laughs> it's my I'm off, problem, man. I'm off for a week. You have fun, lads. Nice quiet week oh. with Rampage being launched as well. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, our raw review is available right now and uh yeah these guys reviewing nxt will be there tomorrow as well it's good um, i'll tell you it's good guys i'm so i'm <laughs> i'm gonna be dipping in i'm gonna be like just checking in just making sure you you two are behaving this next week or so killed you off last time didn't <laughs> yes <laughs> The download just appears just to satiate Wilborn, but it's just 30 minutes of that loop of the did, 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 just yeah. upload it. He won't. It's fine, we'll get away with it. Nobody's nobody on Twitter tells Dad what we've done. <laughs> uh, right, this has been the NXT preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely incredible or anime and under this mask is another mask (laughs) (laughs) you can discover your new favorites right here on the anime effect listen every friday wherever you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on crunchyroll or on the crunchyroll youtube channel Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.